everybody, I want to welcome you to the inaugural episode, which is for you common folks, episode number one of Highballs with Heaton, with my very special friend, Andrew Heaton. Hello! Andrew, I'm happy to be drinking alcohol with you, you today. And today's, I'm, I'm happy to be drinking with you, sir. Today's featured alcohol is Bullet Bourbon. Uh, Bullet tends to be, I think this is a rye whiskey. Uh, it is made, calls itself Frontier Whiskey which means it's rot gut, sarsaparilla. You throw down your coin, and this is what they give you. Boom. It's a pretty bottle. It's a nice frontier-type saloon bottle. You of, put some lights in that, put it on your porch. You, <laughs> leave it to you for home and gardens. My, my whole Thank backyard you. just lit up with liquor bottles every night. <laughs> well, that's because you turn the back porch light on and people, they could see all the broken glass out yeah. there where you stood on the back porch and said, ah, screw it. It's like a, like a fairy exploded all over the yard. Just, <laughs> just glass and dreams. So we're having highballs. We're not having highballs. We're having old fashions in here and we're hanging out. And here's going to be the format of the show. Okay. Now, I can't help it that you're liberal, and I can't help it that... <laughs> All right. Okay. But let's go with keep, this. Keep going, Chad. Andrew, let's go with this for All a right. second, because let me tell you, if you're tuning into this, there's a good chance you've never actually had a conversation with anyone who disagrees with you on a topic. And I love the fact that you and I can get together and over a cordial cocktail... Have a conversation, and you many times challenge me, or you may solidify my beliefs. I'm not threatened by either one. We we've uh, we've gone along together after drinks. We've got along sober. We have uh, punched each other before, but it was all in good fun, and it had no uh, lasting emotional harm whatsoever. No, in fact, I look forward to my next punch. <laughs> Speaking of punch, cheers, everybody, and welcome to Highballs with Heaton. Mm. That moment of silence brought to you by the head. The head, as you know, in Studio 22, just kind of hangs out. You never know where it's going to be. It creeps people out. We have inside the head the brains of the head. And what I mean by that is we have topics. And I'm going to allow uh, Mr. Andrew Heaton in his top coat, his top hat and his waistcoat. Yeah, I, I, as I was saying, I, I think I look like I'm, I'm like alternate reality. You, if we lost the American Revolution, this is how you'd be dressed right now. If the British had won, so now, I'm gonna do pick- you know that the original cowboy hat was really just a a, 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 a boiler, a derby, really a derby hat. So I figured it was to like to block sunlight. Well, it was, but that was a Mexican influence. Yeah. So that was that was the vaqueros. That was a Mexican influence that came in. But actually, in the old days, like you think Billy the Kid and these guys, the railroaders and the you know where the word cowpoke comes from? All the cowboys got drunk in the saloon and they didn't have anybody. So what they did is they hired people to come out there with a long stick because they didn't know how to do it on horses and handle a rope. And they would just poke the cows. So the non-cowboys were the cowpokes. They were trying to get them on the rail stations. They were trying to get them on the the freight cars. So they just poke them with a stick. Yeah. So I think I'd be like a cow nudge. <laughs> cow nudge. Although, you know, I'll tell you, my first yeah. job out of college, you wouldn't guess it, but my first job out of college was working on a ranch. Yeah. Uh, most Mostly uh, 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 rebuilding downed um, fences and things like that. I got shocked quite a lot by uh, by cow, cow lines, electric lines. That yeah. Kind of, yeah so. If you went to Oklahoma now, they'd be so ashamed. And they, they, oh, I, I had a moment. now. I had a moment. They'd be like, oh, he's done got uppity. Because I lived in New York for a few years. I Last year, I went to Cowboys in Oklahoma City. Have you been there? Yeah. Uh, it's and like if if you're not familiar with it, it's it's a dance club and there's a uh, there's the obligatory 
mechanical bull. Mm-hmm. But they also have like a literal bull riding thing. Every like 20 they, minutes, they, just yes, the club turns do. into a bull riding thing instead of a bar. <laughs> with real animals. With real animals. And I, like, and I was like, this is great. And then I started looking around like I was wearing cowboy boots in New York. And it was kind of like, oh, like, I'm a little bit exotic. And then I was talking yeah. to these actual cowboys. And I was like, oh, I'm not from here anymore. No. It took a little bit of time. but uh, yeah. What's that place right over there across from Rockefeller Center that's kind of the cowboy bar in New York City? You go downstairs underneath. It's right underneath, uh, what is it, the Pearl Hotel, Boutique Hotel? Know. Right there, NYC. It's a, it's a, they got a mechanical bull down there. I would love to get you on a mechanical bull, if nothing, to just take the photo op. Done. With you dressed exactly there, like I, this. If I'd known there was a mechanical bull in Rockefeller Center, I would have hit that up. <laughs> I want. I can't decide if I want you dressed like this or like Elvis. Both are fun. I feel like, okay, This is. I think what's going to happen is if I'm dressed like Elvis, I'm going to get thrown off. Mm-hmm. If I'm wearing a top hat, I'm going to get thrown off and hit the ceiling real hard <laughs> because those guys those guys are, are – they know how to use torque pretty well on a mechanical bull in my experience. I think it's, nice harder, to, it's harder to ride a mechanical bull, depending on the operator, than it is to ride a real bull. Yeah, I, my, I I defer to you. I've not ridden a real bull before, yeah. uh, but I, I would imagine they could buck pretty hard. Plus, they put that thing around their testicles. <laughs> Have you seen that? Oh. No, they don't. What, they don't? They're they just, don't. They're just that's, a, that that's a myth. That's an urban legend. Really? Speaking of urban I'm legends. I'm learning a lot from you. Thank yes, you, Yes, it's, it's not cruelty to animals. Let's talk about a topic. What, have you, okay. what did you pull from the head? I pulled, do you support the death penalty? Oh, this is a hot topic. <laughs> Great. I say kill them all. I say bring it back and just let's hang them, hang them high, hang them publicly, electrocute them, put stuff in their veins. I don't care if it's Drano, Arm and Hammer, or Bleach. What do you think? Now, is that for everybody that's been convicted? Of oh any yeah, I don't care if okay. you like, like, just because you did it, don't mean you're guilty. But I think that if there's even a reasonable doubt, I think they need to put your Scott Peterson <laughs> ass in the grave. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. even if. Like, just just put them down. Okay, so first of all, why is it okay for these crazy transcendental nutcases to come out and say, oh, the earth is overpopulated. We got seven and a half, eight billion people here. The earth really can only manage about one and a half billion. Well, let's go ahead and start knocking that population down with people that might have done it. That's my philosophy. You know, okay. If we're if we're going to get to the Logan's Run school of political <laughs> thought, where we have to be executing people over thirty, then sure. At that point, let's start with the criminals. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, here, okay. So the, the, here's my thing with with the death penalty. Being from Oklahoma, it turns out we keep killing innocent people. We've done it a number of times now. And nationally, we've done it a number of times as well all over the country, right? Because we, we, we now have DNA evidence and we, and we keep finding out that we've, we've got a failure rate at that. And I don't want to kill anybody if we can't undo it. Because occasionally we'll have somebody that's locked up for 20, 30 years and it turns out, ooh, my bad. We can at least give them some money and like a, a congratulatory letter that they're not a felon and be like, we're real sorry, but at least we didn't electrocute you, right? Yeah. But if we electrocute them, there's no takes backs. Yeah, because the whole death thing is hard to undo. It's hard to undo. It is hard to undo. I'll say if, if you could take the life of a convicted felon and give it to the person who was murdered, that I would be in favor of. But yeah. we don't have that technology yet. We don't. We can just kill We're people. getting there. Let's get Andrew Yang in. As president, and then we're going to get a whole new AI, Everybody a whole gets new thing. Ten percent life. Everyone exactly. gets just a, a, a universal basic life. Yes, Keanu Reeves gets to star in that movie. Mm-hmm. 
Now, with the advance in forensic science and criminal investigation, things like the body farm. Have you you familiar with the body farm? Have you ever seen no. any of that? Okay, so Knoxville, Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, there is a forensic uh, uh, scientist and professor there who teaches a class on forensic criminology, and he created what's called the body farm. They actually created a series of novels, fiction novels, based on the body farm. And so what they do is they put bodies out there in the body farm to be in all various manner of decomposition and position. Like they'll take a a fresh cadaver out there. These people have donated their bodies to science and they'll tie them up to a tree or they'll run them over with a car and they'll put them in the woods and they'll see how they decompose. So now they can study these dead bodies and see what what would it look like in an actual crime scene? Like how would it decompose? How would you gather the evidence and things like that? So you literally take a class and you walk around behind this eight-foot privacy fence out there in several acres of the woods and there's dead bodies all around you. I'm sure the property value is real high. (laughs) I'm sure everybody wants to be a neighbor. They're moving in for the smell alone. Yeah, that's yeah. So it's kind of crazy. University of Tennessee, leave it to us good rednecks in the South. So with all of these advances I, I would in call that, it the Corpse Institute. I'd call it the, the Corpse you know Institute I just joined the, the Corps Foundation. I just joined the Corps. It looks like Corpse, but yeah. whatever, without the E. I, <laughs> I want to know with this, okay, so obviously you're using the argument to say that DNA testing and forensics and these kind of things are proving people's innocence. But what if, hands down, it's proving people's guilt? Is that person convicted of that and proven to be guilty of that? Let's say there's a confession to it. Right. Or Should it's, it's there be capital punishment? I'm still going to go with no. Now, I think the, I think the consequentialist argument is the best one. Uh, that, that's the one I'm going to lead in with because I, I think overall we, we at some point we're going to make a mistake. And our, our legal system is founded on the idea that we'd rather have guilty people go free than have innocent people wrongfully convicted. And I think that extends to the death penalty. But let's say theoretically – we can that, – that is we're, – we're living in panopticon of the future, and that is no longer a consideration. I'd still be against the death penalty for a couple of reasons. First, way more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that sounds counterintuitive, but if we want to live in a society where you do get to appeal things, you do get to have an attorney, you do get to go through all of the civil liberties that we enjoy in a, in a country like ours where you're not just lined up against the wall and shot, you wind up spending more money to prosecute a death penalty case by uh, several hundred thousand dollars. Like actually, if you were to qu- if you were to get rid of the death penalty right now, it would save us something like 10 to 30 million. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it would save us a lot of money, right? So I, I think there's a financial argument to be made. And I'm fine with that for this reason. I, I want the, the, the criminal justice system, I want it to keep people safe. And then after that, to save money. Those are basically the two things I want to do. I'm you actually need- less concerned with the whole like you deserve X punishment I'm more concerned with not having you do things to other people. Yeah. So your your form of fiscal justice <laughs> should make sure that the person that raped and murdered your daughter stays alive. I understand. It, my opinion is just turn them loose and let us deal with them. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Just just let so us deal with them. Chad, so you it just will be about a forty. It'll be about a forty-four cent bullet, and we'll handle it. We'll take care of it. We will probably use more bullets than that. It wouldn't be the most humane practice, but nonetheless, as a father of five kids and a husband of a beautiful wife, if something were to happen to one of those and it was proven, I would want, regardless of the fiscal responsibility, I would be willing to give up a few tax returns just mm-hmm. to watch that person fry. But that's just my sense of poetic justice and the fact that. Being from the South, I do love a good barbecue. What, what, what about uh, – now, if we take it outside of the death penalty in mm-hmm. general, because like, like we've, we've got this kind of interesting cleave point, I think, with Joe Arpaio a few years ago, who, yeah. who's now gone. But Joe Arpaio, his, Joe Arpaio. His, his criminal justice perspective is throw a brick at him real hard, they won't do it again. 
now that that feels good. I feel like there's there's a solid emotional return on that, but the data doesn't indicate that it's good. In fact, like Joe Arpaio had a terrible uh, recidivism rate, as does the United States. Our recidivism rate's really high. Right. Uh, and uh, again, because my top priority is being safe and saving money, it seems to me that that uh, uh, and I don't often say this, but a Nordic model works pretty well. Because in Norway and Sweden and all those things, they basically treat them like they're at camp, like they're they're wearing like civilian clothing and everything, and they're giving them you know like emotional counseling and they're giving them you know high school degrees. Do they deserve it? Maybe not. But when they get out, they go get a job, as opposed to going back in again. And that means that I'm safer from them coming after me, and I'm saving money. And and in general, those are the two things that I want to lean on. I'd rather, I'd rather do I would rather be safe and have money than than vengeance. So let's take that up one step further, because I know that Canada was trying to institute a policy where they were willing to bring in terrorist refugees and rehab them through basically the same means, and say, okay, here's what we're going to do: we're going to give them a job, we're going to give them a life, we're going to give them respect, and hopefully they don't ever blow. Sh- again. Now, we know that they are programmed in a certain way to think about violence against the infidel. Mm-hmm. All right. And so you got to carry that. I think you have to carry that out and say there are people who are just bent towards crime or violence. You know, there are those folks that are out there, your Bonnie and Clyde, your, you know, your natural born killers, these folks that are out there. What do you do with those folks who are recidivistic when it comes to violence, when it comes to murder, rape? Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd lock them up. Serial killing, I'm, Ted for, Bundy? For, for the record, I'm not saying we should like try and eventually – the goal is not to get everybody out of prison with a hug and a fresh start. That's not the goal. Right. The goal is safety primarily, right? But if um, an 18-year-old uh, – you know, is convicted of assault because they beat some guy up in a bar fight. Like, yeah, OK, when he's like 30 or 40 or something, maybe he could get out of jail. You know, I agree with that. I think that they the people that smoke weed, you shouldn't be in jail. Like if you, I don't think you should be in jail. I, I really don't think you should be getting your rectum rearranged because you sold an eighth to a dude down on, yeah. on 8th Street. You know, I. but here's the thing. So the word penitentiary comes from the old English word penitent, which mm-hmm. meant that we were going to put people in incarceration in incarceration in order to make them penitent right. or prayerful. Yeah. And so here's the way I look at it, Andrew. If after a few years, this guilty bastard isn't praying yet, kill him. <laughs> Just kill him. Because <laughs> uh, they can't be reformed. I'm going to say no. I don't. I don't. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One. I don't really like the state killing people, mm-hmm. but I don't like the idea that we want to entrust the state with killing people. We're going to have to do that sometimes. If we're at war, people got to die, right? Mm-hmm. But overall, I'd prefer that that not happen. Uh, and I also like, is it because you think that the world's going to be safer is just because they deserve to die? Because if we're getting into a value side of it, which I think is a, a legitimate realm to get into, and if uh, I, my tune would probably change if, if uh, uh, you know, one of my family members was shot or something. Right now, I'm able to operate outside of that. Yeah. But um if we're getting into that that realm of distributive justice, I think the the just thing to do would be to take a murderer's life and give it to the person that had been murdered. But we can't do that. Like so, so in effect, what we 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 have no ability in in a death penalty case to actually make justice happen. We have an ability to execute vengeance, which I think is a different thing. And I, I just I don't want the state involved in vengeance. I, I don't want uh, I don't want a power that can kill people to also have a bloodthirsty anger to it. That strikes me as a bad way to run it. There you go, folks. High balls with heat and bringing you the issues, whether you agree with them or not. My side, his side, we're all on the same side. And remember, folks, in the state of Texas, stealing horses is a hanging crime. I want to talk to you today about mean comments we get, mean 
threads, mean tweets, mean messages. I say to people all the time that I wish you could spend a day in my inbox and just read the pure blathering crap that comes my way. It's always interesting. You, just yesterday, Natalie, hot news, Natalie. Yep. Someone called you a (laughs) (laughs) Now, Um, what do you think you've done to receive status? Well, it was, to be more um, correct, it was stupid ass Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, I wonder if she learned that language in church. I I just thought you're mean. <laughs> now somebody else said that that I look horned. I think they meant horny, and I mm-hmm. think that uh, that they said that we should just go at it, get it out of the way, and then we can come back to the show and uh-huh. get to the funny. Get to the funny. I think she wants you to be funny, and I would say that she <laughs> I said be funny, but, we thought know. she meant horny, but she said horned at least three times. Yeah, in three different comments. Apparently. Her phone autocorrects to horned instead of horny, which <laughs> I know. tells me that she's she stays pretty horned up herself. Party foul Steve uh, is sitting over there in the peanut gallery by himself. He's pretty horned. <laughs> I uh, stay horned. You stay horned, don't yes, you? Yes, I stay horned. It doesn't matter how much action happens in your life. You stay horned. Uh, but no, I love when people say, just get to the funny. Just get to the funny. Well, right. uh, we don't. This is not. This is not. We don't just tell jokes here. Although Bubba and Wayne uh, were wanting to get their GED, and so Wayne said, "Well, I don't know what we got to do to get it, but I'll go down to the school guidance counselor and ask him." And so he goes down there and he says, uh, "What do we do to get a GED?" And the guidance counselor says, "You got to pass a test in three areas." Math, history, and logic. And he said, well, I understand math and I understand history, but what's logic? And she said, well, let me see if I can explain it to you like this. She said, Wayne, do you have a weed eater? He said, yeah, I do. She said, well, then logic tells me that you got a lawnmower. And he goes, well, yeah, that's right. And he goes, and if you got a lawnmower, logic tells me that you got a lawn. And if you got a lawn, logic tells me that you probably have a house. And if you have a house, logic tells me you're probably married. If you're married, logic tells me you probably have a have kids and have a family. And so, you know, logic tells me that you must be a heterosexual. And he says, okay, well, that's interesting. So he goes back and Bubba says, what do we got to do to get this GED? And he says, well, he said, she said, we got to pass a test in three areas, math, history, and logic. And Bubba says, well, Wayne, I know what math and history is. Uh, what's this logic stuff? And he said, well, let me see if I can put it to you this way, Bubba. He said, you got a weed eater? And Bubba said, no, man. He said, boy, you queer or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny joke right there. That's a funny joke. So there you go. Get yourself all horned up on the funny. That's that's good stuff. What what other mean stuff have you got? Well, um, I I should know not to read comments. Although I will say ninety percent, Candace, you would agree they're really kind and they're awesome. They're mainly talking about you, as it should be. This is the Chad Prather show. And it well, and they come. To hang out with you, and then I'm just bringing really cool subjects or topics, and then everybody's really. Is that what you bring? Well, it's the news. (laughs) Yes, and then they're coming here for your opinion, not mine. So I don't really give my opinion often. I just bring the news, but I don't know how I became a stupid ass. Um, one, Is there a one, class? One girl wrote, oh, the cheerleader again with the I vomit that, face. Yeah. The cheerleader <laughs> I, and the well, vomit face. I love well, that she thinks I'm still a cheerleader. I'll yeah. take it, but I'm not. Um, you know, I, I actually did 
have done other things in my career besides cheering for the Dallas Cowboys, which I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. And I love that I did that. But I, I do have other accomplishments, including graduating at the top of my class at my university. So I do bring a little bit of intelligence. Now, not Chad Prather intelligence. And I tell you this all the time. You are able to spew. You guys agree information that normal people don't remember not that we didn't study it but the treaty of versailles i'm with steve well steve after the treaty of versailles video uh somebody (laughs) we were we were filming yesterday on location and uh for the humor me show on blaze tv which you need to get blaze tv.com slash humor use promo code chat and somebody said about steve they said he's a moron (laughs) (laughs) and it tore steve up. I mean, just chapped his high. No, it didn't. Oh. I responded, at least I can grow hair. Which was yeah, a very really drunken nice. response. That <laughs> Was it Joseph? And the guy came back said, no, I love you, dude. So. Cause, cause, and then the guy was like, no, dude, I'm just, you know, I, I love it. I, I mean, because... Okay, but wait. Because my response, which which I have to be careful because I'll burn you quick. Like, if you'd have said, at least I can grow hair, I would have said, well, can you read a book? So, I mean, it goes... <laughs> but it tore you up for like an hour. Who's this guy think he is? I don't think so. It didn't bother oh, me. Oh, you that were pretty. Yeah. That was, no, that Steve was, was actually, in rare form yesterday, Candice. Let I, me tell you. I was drunk and pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got pissed and then drunk. Yeah. And then, as, as they say Not in Scotland, that, he got though. pissed, it's which means he stuff. got drunk. I was pissed. Yeah. The drunk kind of pissed. I, I'm, I'm on Steve's side here because I think. We we did. I remember a little bit about World War One. I'm with him. I wasn't there. I remember the dates ish. Um, you look good for your age. Thank Nat. you. Thank you. Um, but to remember all the details like you remember, um, that's that's. Um, I mean, you're just, you're a very intelligent person. Which, that's true. So well, and that more. brilliance. But watch it because you know they say that that's one hairline from going crazy. So you're just teetering on the. So. I'm very normal, so probably, I'm not going crazy anytime so. soon. hundred years ago, Walt Mason said, there's a man in this world that's never turned down where every chance is to stray. He gets the glad hand in the populous town and out where the farmers make hay. He's greeted with pleasure in deserts of sand and deep in the aisle of the woods. Wherever he goes, there's a welcoming hand. He's the man who delivers the goods. I've always wanted to be a man that delivers the goods. And I rest my case. There you go. There was a man from <laughs> Nantucket. <laughs> Hickory dickory dock. Bat, bat. <laughs> What other mean stuff have you gotten? Does it is it dissuaded you from a public life? Oh no no no! I, I was subject to this back when I was on the reality show about the Dallas Cowboys Church yeah. making the team. So it's it's nothing new. It hasn't hurt my heart too mm. much um, to to hear all of that. And like I said, for the most part, everybody's very positive and encouraging. Nah, I mean, ah well, you're they gonna need have something to you're do. gonna have the haters. I mean, sure. you know, if even, beauty was a race, most women would be racist. <laughs> he like just says things sweet. like he just like it, something is, bounces around in his skull, and he's like, "I think this is good to say right now," and boom, there it comes. It's twisted and sweet. Well, no, that's I just that was what went through, so I said it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> At least I can grow hair. <laughs> <laughs> now, so like, what was it yesterday? And, and I will give you a trend. And so, if you're still watching this, I want to give you a little trend, and you guys will see this. All right. The people that want to complain, the people that want to, you know, you know, throw insults and stuff like that. It's always interesting. There's always a trend. First of all, they typically have one profile picture that is usually blurry and it it is used over and over and over and over and over and over again with typical overlays. It says like maybe it's a 
the gay flag rainbow, or maybe it's we stand with Orlando, or it's a Britain tri or a French tricolors, or they've just keep or there's a unicorn down there, or Happy Easter, or but it's the same blurry ass out of focus picture of this person, and it's usually like from here to the rest of their head. Just start watching these trends. These are crazy people, and they're cat collectors. Or there's no picture of them at all. It's just here's a unicorn riding a cloud or a rainbow, or here's an angel, or here's the cross and a cowboy bowing down in front of it. You see what I'm saying? They, 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 their avatars are memes. It's no real right. pictures of them. Well, and my sister uh, Julie, you know, we're from Conroe, and Julie will go Conroe. Yeah. So she saw some of them, and she started replying to everybody. Who did you call a stupid ass? <laughs> like she was mad, <laughs> and she's ready to go at battle. And I don't think you want to go to battle with Julie because you know, unlike well, me, she, you know, she, she will get arrested. So here's here's the thing, I, I, because Jade used. To, so what Jade will do, my wife, what she'll everybody knows who Jade is. But uh, if you're a first time listener to the Chad Brother Show, we want to welcome you for calling. Thank you. Uh, call one eight hundred nine seven six four seven eight. Wait, what did we got? I got to I got to remember Swindle's number. Um, the uh, let me let me look up Reverend Swindle's number real quick because uh, everybody needs to call the Reverend Swindle and needs to leave a voicemail. Uh, but what Jade will do is, um, what Jade will do is she'll type out her response and then she'll just delete it, like she won't post it. I did like that. it just gets her out, gets it out of her system. I've done that. Um, if I've had a little to drink and it's a Sunday night and it's late and I'm laying in the bed, I'll let somebody have it. And I've witnessed some of those. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I've had times where I'm like, mm, come at you now. But that's rare because I really don't care. For me, I, people say, well, don't stoop to their level. Oh, no, I'm not. It's just entertaining. I, I enjoy Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So years ago, Jade was like, I don't know what to do with some of these comments. And I said, what comments? And she said, well, people are talking about, you know, you're sexy and you're hot. And I said, well, they just don't know me. I mean, that's an online. They don't know. I mean – and so, because I ain't sexy and I ain't hot and I ain't any of those things. I'm just a dude, right? And so, the uh, uh, that's where you're supposed to interrupt me, Natalie, and be like, no, you're sexy and hot. But the <laughs> I was going to say, who farts a lot? <laughs> who farts a lot? <laughs> All the time. More yeah. hair on his ass than his this head. This studio is, woo. Call 469-324-5348 and leave your message for the Reverend Harold B. Swindle. Four six nine three two four five three four eight. Anyway, Jade, and and so I said, well, let me read you some comments that I get or, or that I've seen. Okay, so so I'm like, oh my god, you know, I'm, you, you got to leave your wife so I can be with you, and 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 you're the man of my dreams, and blah blah blah. And I, and she was like, where are you reading those? And I said, oh, I'm on Luke Bryan's page. <laughs> and I said, now, do you think Lena Bryan, his wife, is honest to God reading this stuff, or is she standing in line? To make another deposit at the bank. I, you know, it, they don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So if you chose this, like, like I've, I've had to talk Graham Allen. Bless his heart. Graham, if you're watching, I love you, man. I've had to talk him off the ledge so many times because of all the, the vitriol and the hate and, and our friend Tommy Laren. I've had to talk her down because these are just just thin-skinned, weak individuals, and they, they get all the stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So so let's just pray for him right now. Dear God, bless Graham. Bless Tommy and Natalie. Mm -hmm. Amen. Call Amen. the Reverend Harold B. Swindle. Um, the uh, I, I'm just kidding about Graham. Uh, Tommy is weak, but no. Anyway, <laughs> that's a tough chick. Uh, I don't even know if that I'm allowed to say that name on Blaze Networks. But anyway, four six nine three two four. Candace is going to bleep it out. Five three four eight. Yeah, <laughs> stays in. But Tommy Laren gets beep beep. Oh, I thought you were chick. I didn't know if we could use the word chick or not. Yeah, we can say chick. Oh, okay, I like chick. Hang on. Let me let me give you the let me give you the Reverend Swindle's uh, voicemail here. Hello, 
children, this is the Reverend, the right Reverend, the Bishop, the Prophet, the Apostle, appointed by God, Reverend Harold B. Swindoll, and I am happy to take your phone call. Unfortunately, we cannot get to the phone here at the Pearly Gates. I of the Needle Camel walking through Church of the Living God. We want you to leave a message because we know why you called. You know you called to leave a prophet for the prophet, and we do appreciate it. We are going to buy that airplane, dear friends, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We could not answer your call. So long as the phones can ring and the eyes can see, leave a message. And I'll get back to the Harold B. Swindle. Thank you for calling. Please leave your message after the tone. When done, hang up or press the pound key. Reverend Swindle, this is your uh, this is your parishioner, Chad. I just want to call and say I love you. Uh, I've been given faithfully. I'm still broke. So if you wouldn't mind talking to the Lord for me today and uh, opening up that blessing. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> Reverend Harold B. Swindle. Ah, God bless him. God bless him. I get a hate over Swindle. Like people, yeah. people get mad. How dare Are you? Offended? How dare you? You're using the Bible to make fun, and you're using the uh, no, 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 no. We're just making fun of these charlatan <laughs> preachers. I encourage people to go check out. If you don't believe me, I want you to go to a, a Instagram page called Preacher Sneakers. Preacher Sneakers, and it shows the clothing the accessories, and the footwear of many megachurch ministry pastors and leaders. Some of these guys are wearing six, $7,000 shoes. They're wearing $900 belts, $1,500 shirts. And I'm like, uh, that's what I make fun of with Harold Swindle. Mm-hmm. That's what we're making fun of. That's the point. It's, it's a travesty. It really is. It is a poke in the face of Christianity, and we're calling it out. So that's what we do. My mother hates it. She's like, you got to stop doing that. Oh, people aren't going to like you. Like, Mom, trust me, people already don't like me. So it's good. Well, speaking of the serious topics, somebody had mentioned, they said, did she just laugh during while we were they were talking about sex trafficking? Yeah. Me, that I laughed during it, and I listened to the whole segment again to make you sure I didn't laugh. You went all the way laugh. back through it. <laughs> I did. I'm like, well, now, wait a minute, because I would have, you know, that obviously would never be the case, yeah. that I would make fun or laugh not. at trafficking of any sort. But I watched it, and you were wrong. Yeah. I did not. Well, you know, it's like humor. It, things are subjective. People, like, I love it when people sure. say, you need to turn the volume up. No, you need to turn the volume <laughs> up. I can't turn your volume up. You know? I mean, what do you want me to do? Talk louder? I mean, I, I already yell. I'm an angry white man, remember? So uh, didn't I get called like a, a redneck hillbilly, white trash, uh, she, the P uh, word? That girl, what was her name? Linda? Allison? No. Dominique. Dominique, Dominique. said you were a... Monique. Monique. Monique said you were a redneck liar oh. and the P word. Well, I mean, you know. You got Everybody's got to have a fan club. You were called a racist yesterday, too. You were called that. a racist. It just said the show was racist. And? And? <laughs> I think you get called racist well, every single day. it's funny because uh, we have a perfectly good redhead sitting right over here in the director's <laughs> seat today. So don't you dare call me a racist, all right? We are an equal opportunity employer. We have a ginger on staff, okay? <laughs> Candace, I don't even know what color Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, is. But she ain't white. Are you? No, I didn't think so. She's 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 Native American Filipino Chinese. I don't even know. You know why? Because I, I don't I don't see color. I don't even see color. Bougie Sean, he's on the show. He's the only black guy I know with white privilege. Mm-hmm. Jason Hernandez is from somewhere down there form where they form caravans. 
Party foul Steve. He just wants to be gay and left alone. Heinz 57 right here. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Yee. 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 And you're something. You're just white. White girl. Well, with a spray super tan. white. She's Canadian. Don't tell oh, me we're Canadian? racist. She's Canadian. She's from Calgary. Come here, Allison. I want everybody's got an everybody needs to know my assistant. Allison. One of my best Come friends is Canadian and Come something I don't like about her is that she doesn't like bluebell ice cream. Exactly. Here's my here's my you here's don't Allison. Like Bend down where they can see you. <laughs> Bend down there where they can see you. There's my there's the, there's my sister from another Mr. Allison May. I love you, baby. She's a sister I never had. She's had a key to my house for years and years and years. She has. She's fed my dogs, played with my dogs. Now, and now that you're up here, there's a good chance you're going to get a message, or he is, that y'all just need to do each other. Because we're horned. And get the sexual are you tension. <laughs> are you horned? <laughs> How horned are you, Allison? Al- Listen, if, if I turned Allison loose on some of these people... Like You're there ready. was a woman that tried to follow me into the men's room years ago, and she just snatched that girl by the ponytail. I didn't even know the girl was following me, and Allison grabbed What's her that? by the ponytail and just snatched her ass right back out. And uh, she needed to go. I didn't even know it happened until people told me later on. <laughs> I bet you do have stories. Oh, oh God, I have plenty of stories. Oh like, God, where I'm going to get pushed off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, there's Allison for you. Yeah, yeah there's Allison. But Allison's Canadian, so don't call me a racist. I employ I employ her. I have there are perfectly good Mexicans that mow my grass. And oh, let me tell you something. My gosh. That's that I don't know what's racist about that. I employ them. Hmm? You know, I can't find white people to do it or I'd hire them. If they were good. <laughs> Screw it. Screw it. I'm just giving you fodder. This this is that but that's how stupid people are. That's how stupid people are. I am from Augusta, Georgia. I am from Georgia. I grew up playing ball, playing baseball all over this country, played played beyond school. I, I can't tell you how many times I lived on a bus going to the next city and getting into a hotel room where they had four grown men sleeping in two double beds in the hotel. Mm-hmm. We didn't care if you were black or white or whatever you were. We took showers in the same common shower areas. I mean, in the locker rooms. I mean, it, you didn't cross your mind. And I'm telling you, I have never met, to my knowledge, I have never met a member of the KKK. I've never met a member of a white supremacy group. I mean, Seth's sitting over there. Seth's from West Monroe, Louisiana. He ought to know all <laughs> those people, all those folks. He don't know anybody, you know? So we got our new hats in. Keep margaritas great. And thanks to your mom. Like we're thanks, mom. Keep margaritas great. Put it on. There it is. There it is. Is that racist? I, I, you know, I mean, whatever. I love margaritas. (laughs) Ah, that's the key word though. Racist. Steve said, I'm gonna say something back to him. I said, just call him a racist. That's all you got to do. It's the end of argument. You're racist for calling me racist. Yeah, because I don't defend. If anybody calls me racist, I, I don't. I'm not going to defend. Well, it. What are you going to say? Yeah, what are you going to say? People I have abused that word so bad friend. it doesn't doesn't well, mean doesn't anything. Yeah. I mean, Brian Bledsoe and Sean Foster. I mean, the quota is full. I don't need any more black friends. Mm-hmm. I got my tokens. See, that's how stupid that rhetoric is. That's that, yeah. that's kind of stupid things and ways people think. Mm-hmm. Like people are sitting around getting token friends. I got Candace with her color to be named later. We don't know. Mm-hmm. You know the melanin, the mel- the melatonin, the melanin in your skin, your skin pigmentation. That is like point zero 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 one percent of your DNA different from another human being. Right. That's it. That is it. That 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 
less than a percentage, less than a thousandth of a percentage point is the only thing that changes your skin color and makes you different from another person based on that. Well, I've been We're all gu- the same. I've been guilty for trying to be overly sensitive to that because I'm always afraid that something that I'm going to say, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody, but that makes me walk on eggshells. And one of our daughters, we, it was after church, we were eating at Chewy's and, um, this <laughs> racist, our, <laughs> our waitress came up, beautiful black girl. Mm-hmm. And, um, my daughter who was in kindergarten or maybe first grade looked at her with her blonde hair and blue eyes, looked up and she said, Hey, I know something about black people. And I'm not going to lie. I immediately went into the white girl response of <laughs> we have black friends. We don't teach this at our house. I, I mean, we, I don't know. Like, so, I don't just every white girl response you can think of to yeah. try to make this. And, and the girl was so awesome. She kind of was like, she looked at me and she's like, Hey, white girl. Stop. Let her talk. And I went, oh, gosh. And sure enough, I'm like, I don't know if I want to let her talk. But she started to go into an ugly cry. The girl bent down on her knee and got face to face with Maddox. And she said, what what do you know? And she said, well, it's it's Black History Month and we're learning about black history in school. And I learned about the bus. And this lady went to the back or they told her to go to the back of the bus. And I'm not kidding. Maddox goes and the lady was like. I'm not going to the back of the bus. <laughs> and that girl, they Who ended up Who knew laughing. Rosa Parks had so much attitude? She did. And Maddox was, right. I'm not going to the back of the bus. But that was nothing that had been spoken about in our house. I, you know, it, yeah, it should. But Maddox had learned about that in class that yeah. morning. And I it, it reminded me that I don't have to respond with a defensive reaction just because I'm afraid that I've offended someone. Because yeah. I'm not racist. So... Well, we'll see. Does her school um, have White History Month? <laughs> and there we go. It just bounces around in a skull. Okay, folks. Go with it, Steve. What do you got I'm to just say? Saying it's not fair. <laughs> but I, want fair. My whole, I want my own month. You got 11 more months, Steve, right. to just be white. I'll That's all you got to do. 11 months. Just 11 more months to be white. Yeah. <laughs> You're even allowed to be white in February, which is Black History Month. So nice. 28 days. I just, I'm pissed off they gave them the shortest month of the year. Hmm. It's messed up, man. Well, I guess everything else is long on them. So, you know, hey. The- <laughs> That's Can the it- only stereotype. The, they ain't the- going to deny it. It's yeah. just like Asian people aren't going to deny the stereotype that they're good at math. I mean, that's that's let's get real. Let's talk about it. People want to talk about racism. It, it's lost all meaning because they've overused the word. Candace, are you good at math? Are you Asian? OK, didn't think so. We'll figure this thing out. You're not from Thailand? You didn't come here in a box. <laughs> look, she's look at her. She's I bet, I, but I do. I bet Allison had Allison. Have you planted a, a maple tree in your yard yet? See, I knew that. That's all Canadians. They move. Yeah, to I know. America. That's the thing. They maple plant maple, maple trees, trees, and they you know they like hockey. Yes. So, you know, but see, here's the difference. And I've said this before. And let's have an I mean, you know, we make fun of it because it, it should be mocked. It should this whole this whole stupid culture should be mocked. But the, the stuff that we we focus on. No, I haven't faced the same things that African-Americans have faced. I, of course, they have had to deal with racial prejudice. And that's that's an atrocity. Hell, I'm still waiting on the Democrats to apologize for slavery in the KKK. It was all their fault. But they ain't going to do that. They're just going to keep calling conservatives racist. That's the dumbest thing in the world. People by nature, though, are prejudicial. I'm prejudicial mm-hmm. against white trash. I don't want to go hang out down in the in the in the 
you know, where the white trash folks live down in a holler. And, hey, easy now. I know. I, Deep I mean, East Texas. I've know? had to Me try to convert you out of white woods. trashiness. Yeah, we do. So, anyway, that's, look at me. I'm chill. My blood pressure is low, Jack. I ain't afraid of nothing. I ain't scared of nobody. <laughs> Keep margaritas great. That's all I'm saying. We'll have these up on the website in a day or two. Limited. I only ordered I only ordered like 40 of them, so they're going to be f- about $100 a piece. I, j- <laughs> <laughs> I just sent this to a group of my friends. <laughs> you, you can have mine back. <laughs> That's a little bit more than... <laughs> Let's do Pilates! Oh, it's party time, Mom! You're bringing the funny back. I know, I know. People want to be, you know, whatever. Well, I want to ask you a question no. because they said, or what I heard was, you just need to be funny. You're just getting all political, but isn't that your website? <laughs> I mean, haven't yeah. you been known for Please me? visit politicalcowboy.com and click on all the ads uh, so <laughs> we can get paid. Yeah. Politicalcowboy.com or follow me on Facebook. I mean, that's your Cowboy. bit, right? Funny yeah, and political? The do. next person will say, I, I don't like all the funny. I wish you would get more political. Mm. Yeah. So each person has their idea of how you stupid Chad ass his show should be. Right. <laughs> Vote for Trump in 2020 and probably Mike Pence in 2024. We'll see. Well, now I will say we got a lot of comments saying, please, Chad, run for president. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> You need to see Allison, Allison there's chief so of much staff. you would have to hide. There's so much. I would make Allison my press secretary. <laughs> yeah. Can Gosh. you imagine? Oh, no. You hold on a minute. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Hey. Y'all just think Canadians are nice. <laughs> this trick right here will cut you long and hey. deep. Yeah. Hey. I'll cut you, eh? <laughs> okay. Well, this was going to be a five-minute episode turned into 40. Yep. Is that how long we are? 30. I love everybody on the planet. I can't stress that enough. I love my people. When I say my people, I do mean my people. I love you, Steve. I love you, too. You mean the human race, right? I, you say I my do. People. That's all of us. But, I, but our people, our tribe, our tribe, you, Hot News, Seth, Allison, Chance, the ginger rapper, mm-hmm. Candace. The race to be named later. Bougie Sean, the only black man with white privilege. Jason Build the Wall Hernandez. Who else? What about Jade? Who? Jade. Oh, I should probably give her an honorable mention. <laughs> yeah. She's the mother of the tribe. She <laughs> is. She's something. God bless her. The queen. I know. People are like, people are like, you should have Jade on the show more. Somebody's got to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has to somebody has to feed our family. Yeah. Pay the mortgage, you know? You think I'm getting it by putting free stuff on Facebook for you people? Huh? Huh? Coming on here just being a... If anyone wants to see the prettiest <laughs> smile, I really do think she has the prettiest smile. She is, it's she killer. She has a pretty smile. Thank you for her, saying that. Her ding, like a, yeah. that commercial. Yeah, I wish she did it more. <laughs> you make her smile. She's my buddy. She's my pal. My best friend. Mm-hmm. We have a good marriage. You have a good marriage. I do have a good marriage. Steve has a good marriage. Yes. Very weird. Tony's but... awesome. <laughs> no. What? It's great. Allison has a strained marriage at best. I celebrate 18 <laughs> years on Saturday. <laughs> I married them. Did you know that? No. I performed the ceremony. Are, I'm sorry. You're ordained? Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. That's yeah. true. 
You still have um, that? Okay. Mm-hmm. I still oh, have that. 1999 <laughs> on ordained. They haven't revoked sure? it yet. If anybody sure? asks for it back, I'm putting it in there with a dog turd, mailing it in a box. So here you go. <laughs> Ordain.com. You too could be. Ordained. No, I had to go through the whole process. I mean, I had to actually stand in front of people and get grilled. So, yeah, I didn't get mine online. So uh, I tie a good knot, man. I don't <laughs> think anybody I've ever married has ever gotten divorced. So oh, it's done a lot. Good. And no, I do not still perform. I will not for you. If you ask me, I will. What I'm if not Phil called you? you? Huh? Phil Robertson, who said he marries people on his property, and he says he has to bring a pastor in. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not. Okay. It's not going to do it. I don't have the energy for it. Too many moving parts. I'm just saying if Phil Robertson called you and said, hey, I don't, can you I don't marry believe these? in Phil Robertson. <laughs> I, don't do, I don't hang with white people. I don't hang with white people. He's well, not, he built a wall. He's so not diverse enough. At yeah. his property. Yeah. Build that wall. Keep margaritas great. All right. I love y'all. God bless. Hope you enjoyed the funny. 